Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Did you hear the news? Own Your Everyday is officially a national bestseller. I can hardly believe it. But instead of celebrating this as my win, I want to celebrate it as our win. This is not a one-woman show, and I really believe the only reason this is possible is because of you. Every single one of you who's bought your copy or shared about it on your social media or told your friends or let your sister borrow it, you are part of helping grow this movement. All I can say is thank you, thank you, thank you. I truly cannot do this without you. And if you haven't grabbed your copy yet, what are you doing, girl? Join the movement and go get it. Amazon, Target, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Walmart, it's there and it's waiting for you. And it's even available as an audiobook and I'm the narrator. Seriously, pause what you're doing, go get it, and get ready to own your ordinary, imperfect, real, everyday life right here, right now, before you figure out anything else when it comes to your future, your dreams, or your plans. Hey girl, in today's episode, I am going to be sharing another section of Own Your Everyday. This is specifically from chapter nine of the audiobook, and chapter nine really covers feeling distracted. Um, And what I found, especially as I was writing this chapter, is that a lot of the time that I feel most distracted is when I'm really struggling to make a decision or to find clarity. Clarity is huge. And so, you know, I think sometimes we can distract ourselves with overcommitting ourselves or with mindless entertainment or a variety of other things to distract us or avoid having to take action with something in our lives um, to make a decision to move forward. And then what happens is we end up feeling pulled in way too many directions And we end up really struggling to feel like we have clear direction and take action in line with that direction. So I wanted to write this chapter to really help you create some, um, I guess, some disciplines that'll help you avoid some of those distractions that we can fall into so subconsciously, especially in our culture where it's so loud. There's so much that we can, you know, pay attention to that may not actually be at all uh, supporting what we should be paying attention to or supporting the action that we wanna take, the next thing we need to step into or what we need to be focused on in the here and now. So all that to say, I think this is a really, really important episode regardless, or not episode, chapter of Own Your Everyday, um, regardless of you know where you are in life or what season you're in, distraction can really take over regardless of what it is. So without further ado, I give you chapter nine from the audiobook, Overcoming Distraction with Discipline. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley.
Chapter 9. Overcoming Distraction with Discipline I admit it. I am a distractible human being. I mean, sometimes the grocery store even overwhelms me. No, seriously. It has so many options for almost every single item. Why do we need a dozen apple varieties to choose from? That's a nightmare for an indecisive gal like me. Marigolds or Granny Smith? Honeycrisp or Golden Delicious? This may seem silly, but if I don't go into the grocery store on a full stomach with a list of what I need, arranged according to the store layout and my predetermined shopping loop, it takes far too long for me to make decisions. Not to mention that if I even glance at the cookie aisle, I'm a goner. Chocolate and cookies are like medicine to my soul, and poison that causes pimples and cavities. Just last week, I was sitting in my dentist chair when she asked me when I'd like to come back for fillings. Yes, fillings plural. What are you talking about, lady? I take great care of my teeth. She proceeded to inform me that I have five cavities. Five. The girl who's only had one cavity in her entire life, the girl who flosses as if it's her job, suddenly has five cavities. How is that possible? I questioned her diagnosis. Five? Are you sure about that? She was sure, and she asked whether I'd eaten more sugar recently. Oh, you mean all the cookies and ice cream that snuck their way into my cart at the grocery store? How do you know about that? I make my own diagnosis. These are not mere cavities. This is evidence of the damage that distraction causes. When I get distracted by what looks good, rather than staying focused on what is good for me, the wise decisions I intend to make go by the wayside. And that is costly. Why do I bring this up? Because we are a pioneering generation, one of the first generations of women who have seemingly endless opportunities at our fingertips with a little bit of grit and a Google search bar. We can easily start an Etsy store from our bedroom, apply to grad school, or try anything else that interests us. Sure, there may be obstacles along the way, but my point is that we have more options available to us than ever before, many at the touch of a button or a few swipes on our phone. While this is a huge blessing that every single one of us should be grateful for, I know that so many feel overwhelmed by information overload or by the burden of choice. Think about it. When you're at a buffet and everything looks good but your plate is only so big, what do you pick? Which is really best for you? How can you possibly narrow down the options or choose between lobster mac and the chips and guacamole? We find ourselves with an interesting dilemma, my friend. It's definitely a good one, but a challenging one nonetheless. Perhaps in our information age, one of the greatest barriers to living our purpose is not a lack of opportunities, but an endless list of options, what to pay attention to, and where to invest our time, talent, energy, and more. Have you ever felt that, that massive uncertainty that comes when it's time to make a decision about which major to pick, what step to take next in your career, or even how you'll spend your free time online? When I went to college and the advisor told me to pick one major, I looked at the 257 million options and nearly handed the list back to her. Are you kidding me? How am I supposed to do that? How's a girl supposed to know what she's made to do when she has a smorgasbord of options but only so much time? How must she choose only one that will fit her best? That just sounds like an anxiety attack waiting to happen. Unfortunately, too many options can be just as paralyzing as not enough opportunities. Instead of deciding and moving forward with one, 
a gal can feel so overwhelmed that she gets stuck. When life feels uncertain or overwhelming, distractions can become a default we turn to, numbing our fears about what we're doing and where we're heading. We might indulge in one more cookie, one more minute of scrolling, or one more of something else that only damages our ability to walk toward our destiny. What I put in my cart counts. I recently read a proverb that says, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. What does that look like, practically speaking? Well, when I go to the grocery store, I'm faced with hundreds of choices about what to put in my cart, what to stock in my refrigerator, and, ultimately, what to consume. As I've already mentioned, my decision-making abilities are severely impaired when the scent of cookies wafts in my general direction, luring me down the aisle where Little Debbie snack cakes and Chips Ahoy seem to be waiting for me. If I'm prepared with a list that guides my decision-making, however, I usually end up making wiser choices, resisting the urge to peek down that aisle. For example, if I put spinach on my list, I put spinach in my cart. If I put spinach in my cart, that's what I consume. You don't have to be a doctor to know that spinach has several health benefits. It strengthens muscles, improves blood pressure, and boosts eyesight. Similarly, every single day I'm faced with hundreds of choices about which voices I'm going to allow to speak into my life and dictate the direction I go. I'm faced with decisions about what I'll pay attention to and pour energy into. If I'm unprepared to make a wise decision, if I don't have a plan, I'll always be afraid of making the wrong decision, and I'll end up distracted, listening to dozens of voices that may not present the healthiest choices. Distractions make me a consumer of the world, rather than a contributor to the world. But the contributors are the ones who change the world. If everything flows from our hearts, then whatever we put in our hearts and minds will inevitably influence what we do and how we live. If we feed our souls garbage or unhealthy distractions, we'll live our daily lives without discipline or direction. When we're unprepared or don't have a plan, we can feel overwhelmed and will be much more likely to put unhealthy choices into our carts or into our hearts because they appeal to us in the moment. As Benjamin Franklin once said, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. What is a better way? Making a Distraction Action Plan Instead of trying to ignore the inevitable distractions that pop up throughout my day, I can combat them by taking these actions. Identifying my default distractions, having a decision-making strategy, and equipping myself with a list. 1. Identify your default distractions. Based on personal experience, I believe one of the smartest things we can do is make the effort to become more self-aware. When we understand ourselves, we can get to the root of why we do certain things rather than treating the symptoms with quick fixes or to-do lists we rarely get to. We all have our strongholds, the distractions we default to when our days overwhelm us. Like cookies, these distractions have a sneaky way of satisfying our palate. Even a moment of satisfaction can be long enough to fool us into thinking we found what's best for us. The praise or affirmation we get by taking on a whole slew of commitments can make us feel significant and important to the people we've said yes to, even if those commitments ultimately distract us from what's most important. 
The entertainment or affirmation we get on social media has the power to numb our minds to what's troubling us, but it also numbs our hearts to what God is trying to tell us. The danger of getting into default mode is that it's essentially a passive mode. A woman who lives with her soul on autopilot can't see what direction she should take. The more distracted we are, the more passive we'll become. The more passive we become, the less passionate we'll be, leaving us unable to pursue the purpose we're made for. This is exactly what we don't want to happen. We can't afford to be so bogged down with distractions that we are silent in the spaces we've been made to speak into, unable to see clearly, running about aimlessly as we try to prove ourselves, instead of pressing into the lives God made us to lead. That said, self-awareness is key to overcoming every distraction. So many of us avoid looking in the mirror and learning more about ourselves. Instead of digging deeper to see what's really going on, we distract ourselves, only worsening the problem. Sometimes peering into the soul is a scary thing. What if I find something I don't like? But knowing ourselves, being self-aware, is one of the greatest strengths we have against the distractions that derail us from our destiny. For example, when I ran track in high school, I had to know both my strengths and my weaknesses if I had any hope of not only winning the races I ran, but also running the right races in the first place. I was not a good distance runner, but I did have a powerful sprint. If I had been distracted by trying to keep up with the distance runners, I would have sacrificed the ability to stay in my lane, train, and run the races set out for me. Know yourself. What distractions do you default to when life overwhelms you or when you're faced with a tough decision? Step one is to inventory the damaging default distractions taking up space in your life so you can create the necessary disciplines to combat them. Two, have a decision-making strategy. I think sometimes we forget that distraction is not limited to social media or television. Distraction is being preoccupied with anything outside our priorities. It is time spent on minuscule tasks and unnecessary commitments that do not help move the needle in the direction we are trying to go. I attended a conference a few months ago, and one of the speakers, who is now a dear friend of mine, mentioned how she used to struggle with what to say yes to and what to say no to. As I sat there, feeling as if she was speaking to my soul, my friend taught the audience about a simple tool to use when making momentary decisions. This tool is called the 10-10-10 rule. This concept was developed by an author and speaker named Susie Welch, and it is game-changing. The whole concept is simple. When you're faced with a decision about what you're going to spend time on or commit to, ask yourself these questions. What will be the consequences of this decision in 10 minutes, in 10 weeks, in 10 years? This has been so helpful for me because it encourages me to remove myself from the moment and think long-term. If I say yes to something, even something small, that seems great in the moment but isn't really the best for me long-term, I'll probably feel great about it in 10 minutes, but not so great about it in 10 weeks. I might even regret it in 10 years. It all boils down to drawing a decisive line by asking, will future Jordan be happy that present Jordan bought Little Debbie cakes and Doritos? Or will this only make present Jordan happy? Next time you're tempted to divert your attention from the project you're working on to check Instagram or to take on another commitment because you don't want to let your friend down, try using the 10-10-10 rule to guide your decision-making process. 
make sure the big and small decisions you make are good for both present you and future you. When you do that, you'll set yourself up for a life full of what you're actually made to do instead of feeling bogged down by a bunch of stuff that only holds you back. Three, equip yourself with a list. Each daily decision we make has a greater effect than we think because small decisions add up. If I get distracted by the cookie aisle on one occasion, the effect will be relatively harmless. But as I discovered in the dentist chair, one distraction can turn into two, three, or even more distractions that lead to more damage than I anticipated. The individual trips down the cookie aisle may not be too destructive on their own, but week after week they'll add up, and the effects on my health will be noticeable. The same is true for other distractions and lies we allow into our lives and make room for in our hearts. Having a guide to keep an eternal mindset when momentary distractions begin to sneak in is important. When I go to the grocery store and manage not to throw the junk that rots my teeth and clogs my arteries into my cart, it's usually because I plan ahead and have a list. I write that list before I'm surrounded by options so I have a guide to follow. I'm less likely to be distracted by Oreos and Doritos because my list doesn't even send me down the cookie and chip aisles. What if we did the same thing in life? What if we had a list of what's healthy for our hearts? What would our lives look like if we woke up each day with a simple, tangible list of the directives we'll allow to guide our hearts and then stuck to that list all day, weighing our decisions against it? That list would guide wiser decision-making, prepare us to face distractions, and allow us to walk boldly in the direction of our destiny. If we had a list, we could focus. I encourage you to keep a simple list and to weigh against it all the demands, decisions, and distractions you're faced with each day. This isn't so much a to-do list as a to-be list. This is a purpose-based list that will guide you to be more focused rather than distracted with unnecessary commitments. Once you've identified your default distractions, create a list of intentional directives that will replace those defaults you turn to. Then dedicate yourself to those directives. This intentional list will help you become who you are made to be. The list doesn't need to be long. It simply needs to have a default directive to combat each default distraction. I'll share some of the goals on my list. Sometimes, when I'm bored, my default distraction is social media. Looking at what others are doing causes me to lose sight of where I'm heading. So I put bigger guiding goals on my list. Be present in your marriage. Know God and make him known. And lead your team and work well. Being distracted by what others are doing doesn't align with these goals. When I look at my phone and focus on what someone else is doing, I must get back on track. I set these guiding goals or directives as a lock screen on my phone so that I'm consistently reminded to refocus. Each time I find myself distracted, having this as a guide helps me refocus on what matters most. These goals are examples of what you could put on your list. There are no right or wrong answers. Keep it simple and manageable, listing one directive for each default distraction you turn to when you catch yourself going on autopilot. If you have three or four default distractions, you should have three or four clear directives to combat them. A short list is powerful because it's memorable and therefore manageable, especially if it's in a place where you'll see it often. Every time you begin to feel overwhelmed with options, check what you're about to put in your cart or fill up your time with against your list.
ask yourself, who do I want to be and how does this specific decision support or stifle that bigger goal? If that small action or choice doesn't support the woman you want to become or align with the bigger guiding goals written on your list, set it down, sister, and don't you dare feel guilty about it, not even for a second. All right, that is a clip from chapter nine, another one of my favorite chapters. You know, I thought I would tell you something funny that you probably don't know from listening to this chapter or from reading it, regardless of how you've consumed it um, for the first time. But something funny that happened when I was uh, reading this chapter for the audiobook is that I learned not only did I have to start sentences over every like several times <laughs> because it was chapter nine and we were a long way through, um, but I also learned that I didn't know how to pronounce the word smorgasbord. Um, yeah, I, I spelled it <laughs> in the book. And then when I had to pronounce it, it's somewhere in this chapter, um, I was saying smorgasbord. <laughs> and I had an audiobook producer in my ears and she was like, um, let's try that one again. And so I was like, okay, smorgasbord. <laughs> she goes, Jay, um, it's smorgasbord. And I said, yeah, that's what I said. She said, nope, that's definitely not what you said. Try it again. So I finally got it right, but we were laughing so hard. And I was like, how do I not know how to pronounce the word smorgasbord? I don't know. I just made it so like smorgasbord. <laughs> so you don't hear that in the audiobook after like 15 tries of saying that word, but we finally got it. Anyway, <laughs> I loved this chapter because when I was writing it last year, I was getting much more serious about discipline. My life had been so crazy, chaotic, moving several times and trying to just kind of get my feet under me that I had kind of not really made like routine and discipline at all a priority and it really caught up with me. So, you know, I had to start learning how to stop seeing it as, you know, a burden or a set of rules and really learn how to see it as a blessing to have boundaries around the distractions that can truly become burdens or roadblocks or that hinder us really and hold us back from showing up for what we're made to do in our daily lives. So really important chapter to me. I think it's so, I think it's so simple, the concept. I think we all know that discipline is important, but I think sometimes actually having practices that help us remain disciplined is a whole nother ball game. So I hope that in this chapter, you get some of those things that you can implement and really start seeing some positive change when it comes to how distracted you might be in your daily life and how much that might really hinder your ability to not only you know chase your dreams but even clarify them and even start to define those dreams so all that to say if you enjoyed this section of the audiobook i know you'll love the rest of the chapter the rest of the book you can get the book now wherever books are sold online or in store or if you're more of a listener than a reader you can get the audiobook on audible now the whole thing is narrated by me which i'm sure you know at this point but <laughs> it was really fun to do this even though I could hardly say the word smorgasbord. <laughs> um, I put the link in the show notes too. If to make it easy, you can just click that and download the audiobook. Um, once you order your copy though, I'm doing something kind of special for these um, little audiobook clips that we're sharing on the podcast. Take a screenshot of your Audible order or of your hard copy hard copy order if you like to read and highlight and stuff, and then share it on your Instagram um, story or your Instagram feed, and then tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and use the hashtag OYE audio. That's O-Y-E, the word or the letters for the book, um, like the acronym, audio. So that's a specific hashtag that I'm only sharing about on the podcast. So I'll know that you pre-ordered or that you ordered the book and or ordered the Audible copy through listening to the podcast. And then I'm going to be picking a couple winners um, who share about their Audible or hard copy order as a result of listening to this 
episode um, to win a cup of coffee on me. So you can sip your coffee while you drink your coffee or while you (laughs) sip your coffee while you drink your coffee. You can sip your coffee while you read or listen to your book. So thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for your support of this book. I hope it blesses your life. I cannot wait to hear what you think of the rest of Own Your Everyday. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.